Hello everyone, Loremaster of Sotek here, back with Great Book of Grudges. And it's been a few weeks uh, due to uh, me sleeping a lot, but we also had some emergencies that came up a little ways back uh, that has kept us busy for a bit. But the good news is we are here right at the end of the finish line for Immortal Empires. There's a lot to talk about because we haven't been around for a little bit. So we're not really going to waste too much time. Uh, I will make a quick note that we are not going to do Tale of Two Gamers today just due to some stuff that's going on in the backgrounds. Uh, mm -hmm. That being said, we're going to try and maybe do like a special episode, maybe sometime before next Sunday or at some point in the next week or so where we will like just do that and just talk about painting and all that jazz. So for those people that really enjoy that aspect of the uh podcast there we go I was like, what's the word i'm looking for uh, <laughs> uh please look forward to that but in any event uh nathan how you doing man tired very tired <laughs> uh i've been playing a lot i've been i think i've streamed more in this like eight days than i have in the whole year um yep yep I, 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 I feel the need to sleep. There's still a few <laughs> days to go. Yeah, my uh my sleep schedule is completely wrecked. It is <laughs> it is it is swerved off the road in a ditch on fire. Um I uh like I slept a lot yesterday and just last night I just could not <laughs> I just could not sleep for the life of me. But, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, in very much the same boat, just trying to limp my way to once we get, to, just gotta get to the 23rd. We're almost there. <laughs> just, yeah. just a little more, just a little more. But, um, there is a lot of really cool things to talk about. Um, real quick, before we get into the really good heavy stuff with Immortal Empires, uh, there are a couple of minor things more on the hobby side of things that I do want to kind of just point out and talk about briefly, uh, just cause we might as well. Um, so I, for one, am very, very excited about all of the news that's been coming out about Warcry. Um, mm -hmm. it's looking really, really good. So they've announced that, uh, they've started basically a new season, I guess, if you want to call it that, but it's essentially kind of a relaunch for Warcry, but yeah. on top of the, uh, relaunch, which has the new Nurgle Warband and the Horns of Hashet. They have also announced that they're going to be releasing every quarter a new box that's going to come with two new warbands and kind of like a scenario situation. I think I think they also said it's new terrain every quarter as well. But yeah. um it's it looks uh like they're gonna be putting out a lot of stuff and they finally announced that Warcry is no longer purely gonna be about chaos, so that's really good. Uh as much as I loved Warcry, I did not like that it was chaos boys and nobody else uh mm. <laughs> it was very pigeonholed um but now they're finally really leaning into expanding into other races and they've actually already revealed that one of the two war bands in the next set uh, is going to be seraphon or lizardmen which i am very very excited about uh we've gotten a little sneak peek at a new chameleon skink model uh which looks absolutely fantastic so i'm really really hoping this is going to be uh the war bands usually have a pretty decent amount of models usually somewhere between uh i think depending on the war bands usually somewhere between like six to t 12 or something like that um mm -hmm. but um i'm very much hoping we get a lot of new goodies for the seraphon uh the last time we got some new seraphon minis was for underworlds which was great 
unfortunately, it was kind of stuff that we already have in spades for the most part. Like it was one new chameleon skink who was really, really cool looking, uh, three skinks, and one of which was kind of more of a skink priest who was very cool looking, and then a source old blood, which like we have so many source old blood minis i please no more sword bloods i don't need any more source characters i need like anything else <laughs> because we already have so many old blood minis um but that being said um i'm really excited to see where the game's gonna go i don't know if i'll ever play Warcry uh again but at the very least like new minis is always a good thing i'm curious who the warband they'll be facing up against is it's interesting that they're following the same format that uh, Kill Team now has uh, the a box a new box set every three months. Uh, as long as it keeps to a decent pricing, it's fine. Uh, I don't know. Like the terrain has always been good. Like I, I must admit, I got myself the new box because I'm working on a Mordheim board, and I kind of wanted those meat trees for for a little bit of kit bashing because I'm going to make a four by four table. And it's like, oof, you know, like, I can't say no to those types of terrain pieces. There's something so special about how GW is actually making terrain now. It's not like I come from the era like you do, too. Uh, you remember the, just the plastic foundations and then the cardboard cutouts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, those. Yeah, those are definitely the days. Yeah, there were there were like super brief periods back in fantasy when they would release little, little terrain things. But like you, you really had to make your own stuff the vast majority of the time. Like they're kind of spoiled nowadays. Like if, if you really want, you could pretty easily get an entire game tables worth of terrain by just kind of shopping around uh, the different game styles, which is pretty nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's great. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. Um, beyond that, as far as like AOS goes, there's a new box set coming out for the Lumineth Realm Lords versus Disciples of Zinch. Uh, okay. Both factions are going to be getting new books and uh, each are also getting a new character. Uh, well, the Lumineth is like a legitimately new character, even though her role seems to be very similar to a character they already have. Um, and the Zinch character is a new model for the Cursling, which is the Cursling is basically a generic village. Uh, but the new Cursling is very different looking. Um, it is not even remote. It, it's, it's very offshoot from village. Um, now it looks more like a big chaos warrior with a weird little baby alien coming out of him, as opposed to the fully grown tumor creature that village is with all the feathers and everything. Uh, I think personally, I preferred the old model, um, but I, I think the new model looks better. Like it is a better model, but I, I am sad that it is so far removed from village. Like you, I don't, I couldn't use that many and be like, I'm subbing this in for village for fantasy. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't feel right uh, because it looks, it looks a little weird. That being said, uh, it is good news that those factions are going to be getting some new books um, from what I've been hearing and kind of seeing it's looking like, um both those armies are probably gonna get slapped with some nerfs but as far as i'm concerned they deserve it because i didn't like playing either of them <laughs> so they can they can deal with it as far as i'm concerned um but so, uh, uh oh yeah as go far ahead. As i've seen uh because someone who already had early access uh, confirmed to me for those wondering village does fit on a 25 mil base oh uh, the new village yeah he'd make like a yeah. really cool uh, I, I I think he'd make a really good like anything of Zinch like Chaos Sorcerer Lord or Chaos Lord or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. He'd be he'd be perfect for just a nice generic character. 
Um, but uh, beyond that, um, I haven't really been keeping up too much with what's been going on with 40k. I think I've heard the new Demons book is about to come out. Um, yeah, Demons are, are getting freaking tasty. Um, to the point that I actually might play Demons in 40k. Like, they've got, like, just stronger ward saves now. They, they actually feel like metaphysical demons rather than, oh, you're just playing little filler units that you can summon in with your god-specific uh, 40k Chaos Space Marine armies. So oh, it's, yeah, I heard, it's, it's I heard they really have, nice. like, they have, like, a super invuln on top of, which is just, it's such a stupid phrase. Like, why is it an invuln if there's a better version? Mm. So they call it demon saves, and uh, it's just super, super tasty. So I really, really like it. Uh, I, I'm, I was looking for a reason to get back to 40k, because they did say that we have to still wait and be patient for Empress Children. But now it's looking like uh, I could probably just play demons until I wait yeah, until the time comes, you know? Yeah, it sounds decent. Um, world, they haven't. Uh, where are they at as far as release? Like 40k keeps throwing me for a loop because they're showing so much stuff in advance. So like they're about to release the demons book, but we're still waiting on world eaters, uh, and the leagues of Voltan, right? Or um, Votan, whatever. Space dwarfs. Yeah, well. The, the, the issue is that, um, as we are aware, aware, GW love to announce something and then they take their sweet-ass time. It's like what happened with the Sisters of Battle where they announced it and then it took two years. I'm imagining that the Leagues of Votan, considering how quickly they're showing stuff, will only take... Um, will we'll be at some point this year or at least early next. But, like, I don't know. Like, we're almost done with all the reveals for the demons, I think, with all the teasers. So it's likely that the Demons Codex will come out next month, unless they've already announced it, which I haven't been keeping up because they post way too much stuff on Warhammer Community. It's like, what, five posts a day or something? Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of oversaturated at the moment. Um, yeah. But, and like, because not everything is like relevant. Sometimes it's just kind of like random articles. Um, mm -hmm. But even then, it's like, we've got like Warcry, Horus Heresy, 40K uh age of sigmar <laughs> like there's there's a lot going on right now um but at the same time when i really think about it nothing's really come out for the last couple months um like i i know mm. we've kind of been busy up the total war river but like unless i'm crazy i don't think they've really released anything notable for weeks um which is a little <laughs> odd it seems like they've slowed down a bit they've been doing weekly releases more or less for 30k i guess that's like what's taking priority yeah, maybe, at the moment maybe that's what it's been is it's just been pure 30k stuff which i could not uh, there's literally nothing on this earth i could care less about <laughs> than 30k <laughs> i'm excited i'm actually really excited for 30k uh it's one of those things that i kind of like the idea that a lot of stuff is plastic now uh which i'm really really happy they have also oh someone's just confirmed here uh the pre-order will likely be next week for demons so yeah that's all right demons will be pretty tasty uh, but they've also announced a big thing for Middle Earth Strategy Battle, which I was really surprised about. Uh, a new oh, edition? yeah. Did you watch that? Did you check out that show? Uh, no, I've not checked out the show. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Like, I mean, I mean the, the reveal show they did for the new Lord of the Rings yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, I did watch it. I didn't stream it because I wasn't at home. Uh, but 
there's like new miniatures. They're looking really, really cool. The Battle of Pelennor Fields box has been taken out of rotation, which is a shame because I think that that was one of the best boxes they've ever had. And I'm talking about the history of like Games Workshop. That was just so much value for money. Wow. Uh, it's been replaced, unfortunately, for the Battle of Skiliath, uh, which still looks pretty hype, I must say. It's, it's still a really big box. A little less on miniatures, but you get a bit more terrain. Uh, I think the box, it, it's a lot of stuff that we've already had. I think the goth mod model is new, though. Uh, but a lot of the stuff is pretty old miniatures, like the the uh, Mordor Troll and the uh, Orcs are a kit that I think was released when I was a teenager. Same thing as the the uh, Minister of Guardsmen and even... I'm not too sure about the uh, the Rangers of Ithilien, but... So what what's what's the big new push? Is there like a new edition or something? Yeah, they're going in for a new edition, which uh, kind of worries me, in all honesty. Uh, mostly because Middle-Earth Strategy Battle is by far the most balanced game that GW have ever had. Like, it's always been really, really good. So I, I always get worried that a new edition might just GW it up, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I've thought about getting into that game. I actually really like some of the more recent... I think it was like the last year... Um, or the last two years, they revealed a lot of the new, like, Haradrim stuff. Um, oh, And the new Easterlings. And, like, the new yeah. Easterlings were super badass looking. Um, where it's, like, yeah. like, they revealed, like, the Dragon Emperor and all these other, like, special characters. And I was like, you guys look kind of sick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, the soldiers from Rune are just fucking gorgeous. I, 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 there's something about the evil humans that they do the design so fucking well. I just I just can't I like I I really need to get back into it. You know I've got five oliphants. It's like it's, it's, uh, I I I had a bigger haradrim. So on me. so so Gladboy in chat says it's not so much a new addition as it is a. He says it's more of the it's the current it's more like the current rules being rewritten to like include all of the updates and FAQs they've made over the years. Oh, if they're keeping the same format, that's good. Uh, as long as it's not like because every, like we all know as Warhammer fans, anytime like a new edition gets announced, it's it's scary for us. It's very scary. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, but uh, like a lot of the models look cool. I I, I kind of wish there was more like I wish there was kind of more of like a actual dragon. Uh, like I know I think Smog is I don't know if he's technically playable or if he's exclusive to the Hobbit game. Uh, but it's like, you know, the model's like practically like a solid down payment on a new car <laughs> yeah, price. He, um, he's about 500 pounds, I think. Yeah, something like that. He's like, I think he's one of the most expensive models they have. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know if he's still in print. I think he might have actually he gone is, out. Of, he is. Yeah, but uh, it's like there's there's a part of my brain that's like, I mean, if Smog's playable, <laughs> just being able to show up to a game and be like, fucking giant dragon <laughs> fight me he um, is 418 pounds uh but he's oh. apparently one of the largest miniatures they've ever released like uh yeah i think there's only i think only that corn dragon character was bigger i think yeah the the base is uh let me see 9.2 inches long and 5.4 inches wide man that's that's where you use a regular spray can instead of the little the little yeah. detail one to paint your mini <laughs> um it's insane. 
yeah i don't like i don't know yeah part of me thought about getting into it i still remember how good the balrog model uh is though i i don't know if they've updated it but i i still remember when it came out back in the uh mid 2000s or whatever it was uh that was a that was a damn great model they um, barely update the miniatures but to be fair the cats are freaking gorgeous like uh like i said i, I run haradrim a lot i've got a big Urukai army which i don't think has been updated since i was a teenager uh but there's there's something just so special yeah. about I, them. well i think the vast majority of the lord of the ring minis have always looked good yeah um yeah, like they just top-tier cast. yeah they just they just do a really nice job with them um but uh so i think that's pretty much everything uh from gw uh, but you know, there's there's stuff going on there. Uh, I do hope to see um, some more book releases uh, outside of. I, I think I think you're right. This summer was kind of taken hostage by Horus Heresy, uh, but it is presumably making absolute shitloads of cash because a lot of people are really into that game. So you know, good for them. I know a lot of Dude. them. I, I've been seeing Valrak fucking screaming to the heavens every time they announce a new plastic kit. So yeah. <laughs> launch week i couldn't scroll down twitter without seeing 50 million uh posts about freaking uh just 30k i was just scrolling down and i could see nobody else's post i couldn't see total war stuff i couldn't see anything else it was just literally 30k 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 and it's exciting because the edition's <laughs> cool yeah but it's like goddamn, that was a lot of stuff uh yeah oh yeah yeah i need to i need to order that uh yeah they're also re-releasing the witch hunters guidebook uh but the new version of it looks really sexy uh i definitely want to get me a copy of that because that's actually one of the, that's actually one of the few books i don't own uh so definitely want to get a copy I'm of that i'm a little concerned about that book why um uh, you've never read the original no i just said i don't own a copy <laughs> right no because you, you can still find it online that's why uh um, yeah, I've, no, I've, I've never the, read it. So the original book had a lot of mentions to stuff which is not canon anymore. Mm. Uh, I really hope that's not getting removed because there's loads of mention of uh, Solcan and Illuminas in that book. I highly doubt they've edited it. I don't know if you've read any of their recent releases, but like I've got, so like I've got like Vamp, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Undeath Ascendant, which is like yeah. three... Uh, two of the books in it are old as fuck um, and they didn't update them at all even though they're like not even remotely canon <laughs> right like, no it's just I mean, because uh, yeah so I, I doubt are... I doubt they changed it yeah no it's just because obviously there's a bit of a copyright issue with those uh, that kind of falls around the same thing of Malal uh, that's the thing well I know Solcon's still canon because like we've got new lore about him in the RPG yeah. system yeah but like uh i, I really want to I, I hope the book's the same i, I just want to reprint because like my one's pretty old now uh because i had the original which was gifted to me uh but like I, I want the old law and i've been hyping up the book to a lot of people it'll be a shame if we lose that type of stuff you know yeah i i would be absolutely shocked if they changed anything because like yeah like i said a lot of their uh more recent omnibuy where they've just been like combining books that vaguely share a theme um have been total like they're, they're the exact same which is good uh but like like the, the undeath ascended book cracked me up because it literally is like about uh the return of ushorin and he goes on to murder the elector count of averland who is never named and you're like <laughs> a lot of these events don't make sense in the modern canon but okay <laughs> um 
but uh anyway um yeah i'm excited I'll for that book I wonder if the uh, if the new print also keeps the same old uh, spelling mistakes because there were there were spelling mistakes for that book originally. Knowing DW, I bet they didn't change a damn thing. <laughs> they probably didn't even read it. <laughs> they probably just said somebody like had an intern just be like, "Hey, just copy paste this and make sure the font's the same size." Other than that, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> this is like, oh great, and we'll charge thirty bucks for it to make a killing. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy they're reprinting the books. Like, honestly, yeah. if, if I were GW at this point, the only other thing they haven't started doing that I would pay so much money for, because it would be so awesome, is if they came out, uh, and because uh, like you know you can kind of get some of the old white dwarfs through Warhammer Plus, and you can get uh, and like they're slowly adding more there. So, uh, a lot of the like end times books are being added that way. What I would love to see though is, could you imagine if they would release like large hardback or it could, they could be softback, but like large compendiums that had like entire editions worth of army books. So like, they just like, here's first edition just has all like the rules and stuff. And then it's like, here's fifth edition. And it's just all the army books combined into a single big book that you could just like easily go through. That would be mm. so good. Like mm. I'd buy the shit out of those. Like charge me like, I don't know. Charge me like fifty bucks for a sard, uh, softback book that's like you know maybe relatively around the size of like a good magazine, and it's like just make it out of cheap material. It doesn't have to be cool, <laughs> and it just has like all the eighth edition army books in it. Like that would be people would love that. So uh, I haven't I haven't used one plus because well obvious reasons. Neither have I, but, but I, yeah. But I heard that the the white dwarfs and stuff that they do introduce, they just remove the rules for everything. That's so uh, stupid. Yeah, honestly, it's fucking stupid because we're, we're getting a uh, white dwarf that maybe we wouldn't be able to pick up. Like I, I'm still collecting the white dwarf, and I'm going like I'm, I'm having to pay a stupid amount of money to find like condition, like really bad conditioned uh, prints. But uh, oh yeah, I've I've just... been on similar adventures. I've I've got like a stack behind me of old cop or old ones that I've been buying. Yeah. And it's like if we if they could just release them again, it would be nice. Or even if it was one plus, just so I could read specific rules that I might want to see for uh, if I'm playing a sixth edition game and someone well, yeah, wants to use like, a character. Well, stuff, if I want, you know? yeah, if I want to use those rules in my home games, why they shouldn't give a fuck? Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> like, and they can it's make not, money it's not from like it. they're turning legal. You know, it's like who who gives a fart? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's, being it's, said, yeah. It's uh. I've actually wanted to have a little discussion about this. Uh, it's been a while since we had old world news, hasn't it? Yeah, we haven't had a peep in. I think yeah. it's almost been. It's been almost. It's been at least what six months. Yeah, I think so. Let me um, search the website. My cat is being annoying today. Can you not go in front of the? <laughs> can you not go in front of the screen, cats? Please. Says no. Zach. I know. Where, I know where you're looking. Ah, everyone say hello, Zach. Oh, kitty. Wanna... Your cat I looks like he just does not care about anything. He doesn't. He generally doesn't. Man, so when I was on vacation a few weeks back, um, my buddy, uh, uh, we were staying at his place, and he, he has a cat named uh, 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 Kebab. <laughs> Kebab <laughs> was just like the biggest attention whore of a cat I've ever met in my life like just wants to be like if you even so much as looked vaguely in his direction or made the slightest of noise 
he would just run over and be like, pet me, damn it. <laughs> you could just pick him up and like scratch his stomach and shit. Didn't care at all. It's like a golden retriever accidentally got put in a cat's body. This is insane. You search for Old World and since they don't have a proper... Uh, oh, their, sun their search function is awful. Awful. What a horrible website. More games. Yeah, it's probably been like... It's definitely been like for... I want to yeah. say... It, the last piece of news we got was like in March or February, yeah. but yeah, because that's when they confirmed Cafe, which is like we already knew, you know. Yeah, it was like the least exciting bit of news. Yeah, horrible. It's like uh, well, it, and to be like, I'll say it would have been way more exciting if they had been like look at like all five of the Dragon Kids or confirmed like any kind of new character, but it was literally just Miao Ying and Zhao Ming. And they were mm -hmm. like, that's all you get. It's like, there's nothing juicy here. Not a damn yeah. thing. <laughs> Immortal Empires has more juicy Cathay news than the damn old world update. Well, they did kind of confirm uh, Hobgoblin Carnets having a very amount, uh, a vast amount of territory because they had the Hobgoblin Carnate logo there, uh, which is right above the Great Bastion. I don't care and until they give me a, like a character or faction name or show me a picture. Gotta show me well, a picture. I'm, I, I'm more like curious because if you go to the Kislev reveal, it goes to uh, the Hobgoblin Carnet more or less has a uh, has a logo there too, more or less near their borders right before the Darklands. So it's like they have a lot of territory. Yeah, they I mean, they, uh, yeah, they, they should be controlling the entirety of the Eastern Steppes at this point, which is mm. like huge because <laughs> it's everything north of Cathay all the way across the world's edge mountains to the 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 um uh Zornu's ghoul. I mean that's that's a that's just a damn impressive amount of territory. For goblins especially, it's just like holy crap, you know. <laughs> yeah. I man, I really hope they go ham with the hobgoblins. If I don't get like if I don't get like a moving tent city model for like a big character, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be upset. I've recently been uh, painting up my Hobgoblin miniatures because uh, I finally found my Khan miniature from the Tamukon book. Uh, and it's like, they looked really, really good. It's a shame that they just never, they were never viable, you know? <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, we never really got like true Hobgoblins. We only got pretender slave Hobgoblins, really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Khan looks fucking amazing. though. Yeah, I'm really... I, I really, really hope we're going to get an actual Hobgoblin con um, or like a great con. But um, anyway, um, outside of that, uh, the only other major pieces of news, uh, I believe Cubicle 7 is getting pretty close to re uh, releasing the Sea of the Sea of Claws, Sea of Chaos. I think it's the Sea of Claws. Yes. Sea of Claws, yeah, I'm quite hyped up for that because yeah, that's uh, gonna be a very uh, that's a very exciting um, yeah. expansion. Uh, they've been killing it. Um, if have, if, if anyone listening, listen, I don't know if anyone of Cubicle Seven ever listens to our crap, but if they do, they do. They uh, do. Like you know, we'd love to sponsor you guys on Lorebeards. I'm just saying, <laughs> but uh, or wait, we'd love for you to sponsor us. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't afford you guys, but um. Could you imagine, like, listen to Lorebeards just, like, in the back of the book randomly? But uh, anyway, 
but yeah, the uh, Salzenmund was the most recent published book, um, and it was incredible. Um, yeah, Salzenmund had so many amazing details. Uh, mm -hmm. We got a we got a ton of great stuff on the blue scribes. Uh, mm -hmm. We got Egram von Horseman, and we got uh, we we got um, the Doom Lord of Middenheim or Midland. Uh, Freaking uh, uh, oh god, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the guy we should have had instead of Gorst. Oh, uh, Chaos Necromancer. Uh, yeah, Red, yeah. Uh, Reds of Manicourt. What's his name? <laughs> oh, oh my god, you're killing me! Ah. Uh... Uh, he has a really cool model. Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody in chat will remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a funny anecdote about him. Uh, and his cubicle seven rules. Come on, chat. Uh, Dieter Helsch. Dieter Helschnitt. Yeah, Helschnitt. Yeah, Helschnitt. Yeah. Helschnitt. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Dieter Helschnitt. Yeah. Uh, but he, so he returns and he got a lot of really cool uh updates. Uh, and his artwork looks really good. But uh, so. Funny thing I noticed about him, Nathan, uh, that actually made me laugh is I was talking to a, um, I was talking to my GM for my Sunday games uh, about his profile because he was talking about how he was thinking about using him as a boss in another campaign, and I actually and he's like, but eh, you know, but he, you know, he doesn't really seem that strong. Um, so I was like, all right, you know, I'll go look at his original tabletop profile, and it's like, oh, you know, it's pretty one-to-one -one. like he wasn't insanely overpowered he was like relatively balanced except <laughs> except he had that rod of flaming death which he could spam every magic phase for just crazy amounts of bonus damage and i actually went and read his cubicle 7 profile and they actually debuffed him <laughs> because in the cubicle 7 profile i believe they changed it so that the rod of flaming death instead of being able to be used like whatever the equivalent of every magic phase would be i think he can only use it like once per day and it's like oh no 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 like that should be like six times per day <laughs> but like it's so scary um but uh it was really cool to see uh him get uh updated lore and uh they yeah. also have uh they also have some festus the leech lord goodies in there which i know you did the, uh, did a video about um, yeah kind of talking about like what he's up happy. to yeah i i quite liked it because uh it brought in a, a bit more lore for him. Let's be honest, the character mostly went unknown by GW for a lot of times. We did get some cool lore during the end times for him, but I would rather just not acknowledge the existence of the end times. So <laughs> uh, it was quite nice. You know, the whole hospice thing, having a network of hospice, his own cult too, that I thought that was pretty cool because they still yeah. are mm -hmm. practicing doctors. Uh, like I, I, I honestly... There's something about the Cubicle 7 writers, and I've told them personally when I've last spoken to them, it's like they, they, they've really, really uh, kept like adding a lot of flavor to characters that we just basically know nothing about. And I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I've I've absolutely loved their work. They've been doing absolutely incredible jobs. Um, Salzenmund also does a really nice job on expanding a lot of really cool stories about uh, Salzenmund and how Nordland secedes away from um mm -hmm. being a part of uh i think it was originally part of the midland province and it breaks broke into its own uh mm -hmm. so it has like a really it has a lot of really cool stuff there and uh you even learn about the ghost council which is really cool piece of lore especially because it has this really hilarious implied history with the elves of uh Laralorn, and it seems mm -hmm. that like they tried to kind of do something along the lines of what the elves of Athalorn did to Pretonia, but it didn't work right uh which yeah. i find very hilarious um 
but uh yeah great books and uh so sea of claws should be out i think sometime this year um if i recall yeah, they said they were planning for this year yeah uh and then uh one of they ha they have some probably the most anticipated time uh for fantasy fans is the books that are going to be following up because basically mm. so what they've been doing that's very very clever is they've been releasing their books intentionally in an order where as you collect the books if you've never touched warmer fantasy in your life every book just kind of adds a new piece of the world um or like a lot of new details and it's it's basically leading you on a very specific path so it's like yeah. the first you, you kind of got like the empire and chaos series which runs you around mostly the reichland province um but like it runs you around the empire a bit and then they added Altdorf, which gave you a lot more details on the capital. And then they added Middenheim. So you go north and you get a lot more details on Middenheim. And then they added like the Altdorf Zoo, which gives you a lot of big monsters and tells you more about the wider world. And then they did a uh, Salzenman, which took us even further north uh, to a port. And now they're doing the Sea of Claws. So now we're going out into the ocean and we're getting uh, a bunch of like new ocean lore. And then next after that is lustria and i'm so excited there is never ever been a full lustria um rpg book there's been like some little supplementary type adventures um like like single drops but they've never done a full um expansion for the new world and i am i am so excited i'm so excited uh, and we don't know what books are coming after that, but I think they announced that like Lustria is like the first of like four or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, that are going to be taking, yeah. yeah, that are going to be taking us really exotic places. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, I would bet a lot of money that Ulthawan is one of those as well, because I know the creators of Cub or Cubicle 7 really wanted to do an Ulthawan expansion. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Lustria is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I cannot wait to see it. I really hope it comes with playable Lizardman rules. I, I don't know, like, because they, they've been pretty good about, like, giving you playable um, things that you may never use. Like, uh, Rough Days and Hard Nights gave us playable gnomes, and then Archives of the Empire Volume 2 gave us playable ogres, and, like, they even broke it down to where you could be a Mountains of Morn ogre, or you could be an ogre from, like, uh, one of the human lands, uh, which is really cool, and, like, you get different rules and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, very, very excited to see what they're going to do with all of the uh, with their books. It's going to be it's going to be very exciting. I am. Uh, I know that you really hyped up for uh, last year because obviously I think the last time we had anything on last year was what? Second edition? Uh, second. Outside of army books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, why I'm a fantasy role. Play. Oh, well, uh, yeah. And even in second, it didn't have any kind of like purchasable book i think they maybe had like a single adventure that added some stuff but there were never yeah. any like lizardman rules in second edition yeah i'm actually really really hyped up more surprising uh for sea of claws mostly because they always do really well expanding on like monsters and stuff it's like where we found out that the uh, dread moor now belongs to koresh and all that mm. and if, if you remember from the days of man war right uh, there's always big monsters in these oceans. Mm. So I really want to find out what the fuck is going on, like with the big shark, you know, the giant krakens. Oh, yeah. I yeah. really hope this book has like a load of that because I just, I am so excited. Maybe obviously some Norskan lore because the Sea of Claws is so important to Norskan. No, nah, you're, thinking, you're thinking too small, dude. What we really need is fishman lore. 
<laughs> there's a fisherman reference in uh, the Salzman book. Uh, there is. There's, yeah, yeah, there's a guy that talks about fishmen in it. So, like, oh, God, please do it, Cubicle 7, you crazy bastards. <laughs> I just remember because uh, with Man of War with all the big monsters, and uh, even then the Man of War game, the video game that unfortunately got uh, the license revoked by GW, uh, that one had like, Which is the big weird. sharks and stuff. That is yeah, super it, weird GW did that. They never do that. Yeah, it is super, super strange. Like, I was always really curious. Uh, I did a video on it, like, because I think that happened, what, like a year, two years ago? Uh, It was, it was, I think it was two years ago. Because um, I, I remember that because they were actually, like, steadily releasing pretty good DLCs. And then GW pulled the license, which, like, GW has so many shit games out there. It's not mm. even funny. And they never pull the licenses. Like, they just well, don't do that. From what I saw, uh, Man of War Corsair, here we go. Um, You're like, you can't even buy it anymore. The, yeah, yeah, it's taken out completely. Um, it's got two DLCs, uh, which is the Fledging Griffin and uh, Reichlin Fashion. Uh, but, and I had a pretty good amount of time on that. Sorry, I should I say think... free LC, not DLC. They they added a lot of, like, new features uh, as yeah, the game was last going. The, the last patch was good. The last patch was really, really good. But from what I, uh, from what I saw, because he did a post about it, because he he started working on a second game, uh, called Victory at Sea Pacific, and completely started ignoring uh, Man of War, which is a shame. As I honestly thought, as the patches were getting out, like when you started being able to play as a Chaos Warrior, that was so fun. Yeah, it's a shame. It's just a shame because like the maps were gorgeous, the the sharks were just incredibly done. Because you would always feel anxious when you started off a campaign and you started going into, uh, say, for example, because you normally started around Nordland and you wanted to do mm. those quests in Kislev first. You'd always feel really anxious when a big shark would just appear. Oh, you know? I I love the boss monsters. Like the mm. the shark was super fun. The sea dragon was great. The uh, the black leviathan, fucking mm. terrifying genuinely terrifying never killed one i never managed to kill one because they'll they literally one shot you if they catch you they instantly kill you and you know what the biggest bonkers. shame was they had almost all the races in game already because multiplayer allowed for all those races you could play as a dwarf you could play as a skaven mm. like they were slowly getting into their hell they even had like working chaos spawn and beastmen and stuff it's like oh man just a few more patches would have made this game amazing yeah i wish i do wish the game had been a little bit prettier because i think it would have done better at attracting like a general audience i think a lot of people struggled getting past the graphics but yeah like the game itself was super fun i actually put in quite a few hours on man of war corsair yeah. i had a big fleet i was uh doing a campaign where i was playing as chaos which was just really fun because obviously you couldn't go to most of the ports and everything was just like it was just so fun and hectic but i slowly built up a really big fleet of uh of uh Zinchian warriors because obviously you could get the flying castles and stuff it's like mm. so cool it was crazy how like deep the game's features could get as far as like like you you know you'd have a wizard on your ship and there was a combat system when your ship got attacked there were a lot of lot of different kinds of like guns and war machines there were mm. flying characters that you could have protecting your ship or attacking your ship Oh that yeah. God the damn Griffin. piece of garbage wyvern that drops squigs on your ship. I hated that thing. But <laughs> um yeah, it was a fun game. 
it's a shame, a shame. It's a shame what happened to it yeah but i wonder i i wonder if dw is like going to be doing something with the man of war license since they revoked it i, I don't know i mean uh I, I would love if like in old world we saw a return of a lot of different uh just a, a lot of different things uh man of war would be a great game and then if they do a video game with it it would just kind of be nice to kind of like cross promote because gw mm. had been learning that video games are great ways of cross promoting i just uh, i don't know it's, it's super weird let me see if i can find his statement because he did do a statement didn't he uh, uh yeah he put something out but i i, I didn't see anything that really um like caught me out is like oh that's interesting it was all just kind of like oh that's a shame it's, it's just a like there's so much that this could have just been this could have been really really special like this could have been our like our black flag in a sense right yeah well but, it's, just, it's just weird that it was gw that pulled the plug because normally it's like the devs stop supporting and they just never mm. touch it again like more time um we're like more times a super fun game but the devs just stop working on it um they stopped working on necromunda too yeah that does seem to be a, a pretty notable hat trick of theirs but mm. um maybe the new oh yeah so uh what if what have you thought about the do you have any ideas about the uh game creative assemblies announced that they're looking for people the third person fps for Warhammer? yeah because uh they said because uh, it's apparently that the new game isn't hyenas. This is something completely new. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently it's like, uh, I'm not sure of the specifics, but apparently it's Warhammer related uh, because they, in their looking for like hires, they specify that like having Warhammer knowledge is a notable bonus. Could you imagine like alien isolation style? Uh, Godsman game. Uh, maybe I don't know. I feel like I feel like they wouldn't want to start with a 40k game and it not be like 40k Total War because I feel like it would just. I don't know. Maybe, like it could did be. You play? Uh, did you play Alien Isolation though? Like that was I amazing. I've never played it myself, but I know it's incredibly popular and like very well bro, beloved. Bro, you need to fucking play it. The AI is top notch, and this is talking about CA, right? Like, holy <laughs> shit. The AI is amazing. Which uh, they which, actually programmed which, two different AIs for that same creature. Where's uh, which which studio made it? Um, uh, within see. CA, there's there's <laughs> I I struggle to believe it was their British studio that made it. Uh, Alien Isolation, because dude, it is amazing. You definitely need to play it. I shit you not. Like, hands down, one of the games that gives me like a prop like not only does it give me real anxiety like it is just so like it is peak horror it is peak fucking horror man it is so good that's that's I, I that's not something it. i need in my life <laughs> oh dude it's just because the ai is so well done i am just absolutely overwhelmed with the fact that uh it was just really good it just says developed by Creative Assembly. It doesn't say which team. Yeah. It's so good. Honestly, it's just amazing. The someday, AI someday I'll get around to it. I just, eh, sci-fi is just not my cup of tea. 
oh dude it's so fucking good and shit you know it's so good like I, I replay it every now and then when I want a good scare I replay that game but uh anyway um will be interesting to see what they do with that I hope it's a fantasy game uh, it's probably a 40k game but it'd be cool if it was fantasy but more than um, likely 40k because 40k makes the more money most money you know i know but i just don't fucking care about it <laughs> it's <laughs> it's garbage to me it's, it's i don't want it <laughs> uh <laughs> it's like it just steals the attention from my actual favorite child yeah. um but uh that being said it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um i'm always happy to see ca do well because that just means more money for more total war warhammer 3 dlcs but um in, in general they've been doing all right i'm trying to find that post when did they do that statement um, i don't know it was whenever the game died which was years ago no no i mean the uh the statement recently oh uh, I, it was like last week or i don't know i i like briefly looked at it and then uh people in chat were like oh did you catch that they like said this and this and i was like i'll sure <laughs> whatever you say man I'm really excited to see what they're doing. To be honest, I'm curious about hyenas. I'm curious about hyenas. I, I want to see what that is too. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, CA in the vast majority of cases makes good stuff. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But enough on all that. Um, I think that's everything that we could possibly uh be interested in talking about outside of Immortal Empires. So let's talk Immortal Empires. Um. We have been building up to it for a hot while. Uh, I think you and I have been both focused very heavily on showing off just a metric ton of content. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, so we're not able to give a review like statement today. So we're not going to do that. Um, but what we can do is discuss uh, how we're feeling about it as far as like having fun and like features that have really stood out to us or mm. um, notable issues and stuff like that. We just, you know, no like what out of five or any of that crap. But yeah. um, so with that kind of in mind, how have you been enjoying Immortal Empires? I've been having a lot of fun. I've been streaming it a lot. I normally what stream two to three hours, sometimes four in normal cases, but I've been doing eight to 10 hours on streams uh, for Immortal Empires because I've been having, I, I've been enjoying myself. I've been enjoying myself. It's nice to, you know, just ch chill and just try and destroy the world. It's been giving me loads of ideas <laughs> for content. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a big map. It's a very big map. You, even with a 10 hour stream, I don't think I've actually gone to the other side of the world because I've been fighting my way through everything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I find that quite fun. Uh, it's nice having so so much variety of enemies to fight too. I think that's uh, something that's keep, kept me from burning out. So it's not all, if I start in cafe, I'm only going to fight cafeans type of thing. Why is my cat biting my finger? Stop it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been hectic. It's been hectic. I don't think I've I've streamed uh like close to sixty to seventy hours more probably since the twelfth. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot. Uh streaming times a lot of them have been uh super duper crazy, uh for sure. I um 
I, I do want to agree very much with what you said about that. Uh, I really like that they, they did a really good job mixing up like who is where across the world. Uh, like there's, there's like, it is so nice how tastefully they just kind of dropped ogres like all over the place. Uh, like it doesn't matter what continent you're on. You can find ogres. <laughs> they are literally on every single continent in the game, um, which is awesome. They should be. Uh, but like there's it doesn't really matter where you play or like where your character starts and like what you're doing there's like usually a really solid mix of factions just kind of like all over the little place yeah i just find it odd that they move scrog to uh pretty much where we're expecting golfag manny to in the future really because that's that's a a site of a big battle for him isn't it in law myrmidons um Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I uh, uh, Goldfax kind of been everywhere. Um. Because I mean, that's yeah, but definitely the Dogs of War book. He's mentioned there. Oh, his older stuff. Yeah, probably. Um. Hmm. I think. I mean, with his more modern stuff, they could literally put him damn literally anywhere, and he makes hmm. sense. Like, it, there is there is no character I think in the setting, uh, other than like Nakai the Wanderer and Wolfric the Wanderer, just because they have those epithets. Who has as much of a like can show up anywhere the hell he wants as Gokfang Man Eater. <laughs> Nakai's uh, start is really fun. Like I just imagine, you know those like memes of dirt facing. Like Nakai's just there dirting. Hi guys, I'm in cafe now. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love. I, I almost feel like him being there was almost CA doing a meme of like. Well, we can't do snake men, so have a big crocodile man instead. <laughs> this is what you get for now. Just hang on. Just, this is discount snake men of Koresh for the moment. <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of like a Naga, right? Um, but uh, um, I I love his start position. It is super fun because um, not a ton of characters have the ability to just like jump across uh, the map instantly uh, on like turn one. But Nakai is one of them, and it's 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 super fun. I love being able to just go to Lustria and Cathay on like turn four, <laughs> just do be doing whatever I want. Um, but um, so what what uh what what campaigns um among your playtime what 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 campaigns have kind of jumped out at you the most is like this is this is really fun, like this is this is exceptionally fun was quite good uh my stream i did two streams of bellico actually which is weird because i normally just do one one faction move on to the next you know hmm. uh but uh so total time we spent like 16 hours on bellico the rifts make it interesting to launch invasions especially if you can strategically find some allies on the other side of the world to get your vision of or just send obviously a uh an agent that way Mm. so i think he's quite strong obviously having access to all the demons pretty much at the start is really really good because you can turn one get a 20 stack if you want it you want to be able to afford it but if you wanted it it's yeah. there yeah uh, i which... uh, i have i'm I'm doing i'm going to be doing a video about bellacore uh pretty mm -hmm. soon in that like i i like the direction they've gone in him but i don't think they've gone far enough I need mm -hmm. more. I need more demons. <laughs> he doesn't have enough demons for me. Mm. Did they get his um did they get his corruption mechanic up and running? 
Uh, yeah, but it's kind of hard to trigger, essentially. I mean, you can get it easier with heroes, but the thing is that you have to wait a few turns after you tag an enemy. But in most cases, if you do it via battle, you're kind of killing the Lord anyway, aren't you? So it's a bit of a an annoyance. Or if you tag them with a hero, I think you have to wait five turns. And in, within those five turns, considering how much is happening throughout the world, that Lord can die. Hmm. So it's a, it's a bit odd. Um, I've not really been able to trigger it really much. Um, so much so that I didn't even have it on my Bellacore overview video. And I stated it in the video. It's like, look, it's just kind of weird to trigger. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I, I've not really... Uh, I've not really been using a lot of Demon Princes. Sometimes I do, but it's very situational. I've been kind of like... It's nice to have, but they look like Daniel... And it kind of makes me feel like it devalues Daniel a bit. I mean, I, I mean, Daniel is ultimately a gimmick. Um, yeah. That's like, it's just all he is. Uh, not that that's like a bad thing. It's a, it's a very interesting gimmick. Um, yeah. Like, and I, I've, I like, I've had people come into streams and stuff and like, there are people that still love it just cause they're like, I really like, you know, I really like having to, the ability to completely change the way my character looks and like what weapons mm. they're wielding and all that stuff. And he's just literally the only way to do that right now. Um, oh, someone's just said you, you need to wait 10 turns, I believe, if you do it with a hero action. It's like, lock can happen in 10 turns. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like it should be like maybe three turns if you beat him in a battle and like six turns if you use a hero, maybe something like that. But um, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but um, okay, so Bellacord, did, did any other, other campaigns kind of... Jump out of uh, you. Ar Archeon is fucking strong as shit now, man. Uh, yeah, Archeon's he, insane. He, he is the true ever chosen. He 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 has redeemed the title because goddamn, uh, every time you get a new vassal, you get ten plus uh, research rates, and it's so fast to get vassals. Even if you do, you don't even have to get the Norskins. Like once you're getting the Norskins, you can beat down the minor chaos demon factions and get them to be your vassals too. I think by the time that we were done with Archeon, because I did a small stream yesterday, about six hours, I was on 200% research rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Archeon is pretty nuts. Uh, he's mm -hmm. definitely like him and Kolek are two characters that like, it does not matter who you're vassalizing. You just want as many vassals as possible. But with, yeah. with Archeon, it's your entire faction is essentially benefiting. Whereas with Kolek, you're just making Kolek just hilarious. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so you've been really enjoying the Warriors of Chaos, it sounds like. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Warriors of Chaos because people have been asking. Uh, today I might stream a little bit later, so I, I, I'm thinking of doing maybe a little bit of Scar Snake. Because, uh, like, I, I've literally just been doing Chaos, 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 and Chaos. Mm. Mainly because, well, you know, there was the update, then obviously we've had the full Mono God, uh, well, mon uh, Mono Dedicated style Warriors um so i want to show them off uh because obviously they all have their own different play styles and i obviously had to play as zazel because uh, <laughs> you're contractually obligated yeah yeah <laughs> but um chaos chaos is just it's been interesting because what there's like 50 new units in total something like that that sounds right yeah so th there's been a lot to to kind of show 
I've I, I I lean towards chaos in most cases when I play tabletop and stuff. So I've just been like, ah, fuck it. Let's check out this one. Let's check out that one. There's been just so much going on too, really. Yeah. Um. It's 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 kind of funny. I've so I've been playing a different campaign every day just to try and show off like a different race. Um, yeah. Every day, which has been a lot of fun. But it's it's kind of shocking how like not far you can get with a long period of time uh like it take it, it takes a good few hours to get kind of good out of those like initial starting hangout spots mm. um i think for me the campaigns that have really like i uh i i was i was shocked by how much i enjoyed uh, I'm, I'm doing a really big playthrough of nakai tomorrow but uh, I haven't played him publicly yet or on stream yet, but I played him privately, but I, I had a blast with Nakai. Um, yeah. He is super fun now, which is shocking. <laughs> yeah. Shocking to say the least. Um, it, it's the uh, the case that little bit of updates just do really, because the Lizardmen didn't really get a big update, but they got stuff just to give them a little bit more, less soul sucky. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's it's definitely like I'm glad that they've mentioned that they're they're not done with them yet, uh, especially when it comes to the uh, the Great Warding or the uh, the the Geomantic Web, because like the mm -hmm. updates to it were nice, uh, mm -hmm. but they're still like pretty tame, um, yeah. and hope and uh, I know that they're gonna keep working on that and hopefully they'll do something really exciting with it. But like to Henwin's yeah. a lot better. To Henwin is miles better. Um, yeah. The his his new sacrificial pyramid is just like whew. Oh boy. Hmm. Um being able to just like flood myself with cheap um blessed units is really fun. But um beyond that, uh personally I I have been really enjoying games where I get to play in Lustria or Cathay. Like those are probably my two favorite land masses right now. Yeah. Um like Lustria has such a cool diverse group of factions where it's like you got green skins, you got dark elves, high elves, you got demons all over the damn place. Uh, Bretonia, I, for some reason yeah, is there because they're like we're going back to what was that white dwarf published like 2001 uh, Brion, Brion. or something yeah um like fifth edition so i uh, know it was probably before 2001 actually it's probably more like 2000 or 1998 or something but yeah, it was uh the fifth edition launch box wasn't it Brion? yeah yeah but uh so the, I, I, I love Brion. Uh, the only, the only, like my biggest criticism with Immortal Empires probably right now is that they didn't, they barely added any new landmarks. I think I can count on one hand, the amount of new landmark buildings. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's not a lot. So I, I I'm, to be fair. So hopefully they, we can get more in the future, but, uh, yeah, they have, they have claimed in one of their blog posts that they are easy to do. So hopefully, hopefully that means they will get off their butts and do a bunch of them, uh, here in the near future. But um, I've been, yeah, I've, uh, the Lizardmen I have found to be a really good time. I actually had a very, very good time playing a um, Zhao Ming campaign as well. Cathay is a lot of fun with all the new factions to kind of mess around with. Um, trying to think of anybody else that I played that really, I, I do agree with the Warriors of Chaos. I had a blast playing Archeon. I had a surprisingly good time playing Bellicor, even though I want to say, I want to see it developed much more. Uh, I have I have a ball with Festus. Festus is just oh my god, he's so fun. He's gonna get nerfed for sure. Oh yeah, well yeah. Uh, I don't I don't mind him getting nerfed. Uh, <laughs> his that that his healing and is just oh my god, it's so good. 
but the damage uh, is insane. Then again, you know, I actually game. don't know if he's really going to get nerfed that bad because in multiplayer, he's not like God tier. Like he's good, but he's not like winning every game that he's in by any means of the imagination. Someone uh, stated on one of my streams that they saw another person play and apparently Festus had like 500,000 damage done because of the AOE damage that he can do. Hey, man. I mean, if you could make it work, then make it work. <laughs> it's insane, though. Like, 500k <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I is mean, a lot of damage. Yeah, it does. I mean, that base, that sounds like he probably just stuck him in a slog fest and for some reason was just not doing damage any other way if the AI stuck around for that long. <laughs> I'm not sure what he was doing to get that much damage, but... Um, but I mean, yeah, he's he he's fun, but he's also very like he's very slow and it's very uh you know, very centered purely around him. But um yeah, a lot of the camp like Norska is notably improved. They're still not amazing, but they they did get a really nice life injection. I've heard that uh, I think it's uh I've, I think I've heard that Legend of Total War uh is really enjoying Norska, which is Yeah. You know, no, Norska feels uh the Norska, uh, this the small update that they got. I even played Norska, like holy crap! And Legend played Frog, right? Which is like unheard of. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Throg, Throg used to be considered like one of the absolute worst campaigns in the game. Um, and if Legend's playing it, you know that there's like there's something happening there. <laughs> like yeah. something, something's interesting going on um it's uh it's it's really uh curious uh, i mean we're likely gonna have to it's just nice that some stuff got updated before yeah. well like, and they, they eventually uh, get a rework yeah and they have mentioned that a rework is still coming for norska uh this mm -hmm. was literally just an injection of adrenaline or steroids or whatever you want to call it to keep them alive yeah. uh but it did help Make a lot less sucky yeah it did Make help a lot uh mm -hmm. which is also great for warriors of chaos because you're going to be working with norskins a lot uh, and basically, unless you're playing a Festus campaign, in which case you have to go out of your way to get Norskins, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Valkia is a lot of fun. Village is super trolly. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. how else to describe him. The ability to create chaos spawns in armies is one of the most hilarious abilities I've ever seen in the game. Um, I think it helps a lot. I I'm loving chaos spawn lately. Like people have been like kind of memeing on chat because. At some point, I had like a 10 stack of Chaos Spawn running. They're like, good, though. Like, they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> they have yeah. a lot of really nice abilities. Like, I think mm. I think the only Chaos Spawn that are like not great, I guess, are the Corn ones. But even the Corn ones are decent. The, mm -hmm. Zinch, the Zinch and Slanesh ones are just uh, amazing, though. Like, mm -hmm. unironically great. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the map is gorgeous. I actually really like... I'm very pleased how the new art style looks uh, for mm -hmm. the globe. Uh, it yeah. turned out really, really nice. Um, there are a lot of little, like, nitpicks here and there. Like, lots of little, like, things that haven't been added yet from the prior games. Or especially when it comes to, like, maps. Um, and there's, a there's you know, there's notable uh, uh, bugs here and there. There's, like, I've seen bugs like Bretonian Cavalry are all the same color instead of being the Motley Horde color, uh, which is not great. Uh, that definitely needs to get fixed. Uh, I think Dwarf Thanes can't take character runes right now. Um, I think the Galleon's Graveyard doesn't have its unique map anymore at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, like, there, there are issues, but I haven't discovered anything game-breaking, which is good. Um, I've only had... 
three, four crashes, really, in yeah, eight I, hour I think sessions. I, I think I've had three over the course of whenever we were allowed to start publicly showing footage, but yeah. I wasn't I wasn't able to repeat any of them. Yeah. Um, so I've just checked my recent activity and I've had 147 hours in the past two weeks. Nuts. <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. But, and of course, you know, it is a beta. So like all of this is expected. Yeah. Um, but I like, it's not, it's not like a trash beta. You know, it's not yeah. like, it's not like some, some types of like early accesses you might see on steam or something where like the game is like not even functioning. No, it's, it's overall functions pretty well it's still a war expecting crashes and stuff anyway <laughs> yeah i know like even if the game was like 100 percent, like we've finished development and it's great it's still gonna find ways to crash yeah um uh let's see beyond that uh is there any any notable features or things that have uh, really caught your attention that you're interested in chatting about yeah so um uh right this uh, this would be quite an interesting thing have you noticed the ai uh how they expand and stuff like that like for example i've seen ghouls do very very well in the darklands uh i've seen uh the lizard men do very well in the southlands which i think is uh quite interesting like in terms of like just the ai this is not me playing in those areas because sometimes i play without uh when i do my own personal campaigns sometimes i, I play with a fog of war mod so I can turn it off and yeah. just see how everyone's doing. <laughs> your, your PC loves doing you when you do that. Um, oh yeah, it's brutal. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I mean, the only thing I've really, I haven't really gotten a lot into late game. It's been I've been doing a lot of like jumping around to play every single character for like twenty to a hundred turns, um, just to like look for issues and make sure everything's functioning the way it's supposed to. Um, so I haven't really gotten to see like a lot of crazy late game, but, um, from what I've seen, the, I think the biggest things that have jumped out at me is that, um, uh, it seems that like a lot of the Northern factions, so like Kislev, um, uh, Kis or, uh, sorry, Norska, uh, and the warriors of chaos and, uh, tend to do really, really well in the North. Like they tend to cut a swath through Kislev. Um, mm -hmm. I've also seen Bellacor seems to do really well. Um, in Lustria, Lustria seems to be like a nice cluster mess. Um, I would agree that the Southlands tends to seem pretty lizard favored, though I've noticed a lot of the demon factions are very tenacious. Like I haven't really, I haven't really seen Scarbrand, Kugoth, Nakari, or um, Kairos like expand that well, but yeah. they just don't die. Like they like they last forever. Though I have seen Ulthuan get its crap kicked in by Morathi teaming up with Nakari a few times. Yeah, but that's really if they do it because if they don't, Nakari. Yeah, is if, yeah. If they don't, if they don't, if they don't team up, then Nakari never gets past, never gets past uh, Yivris, and yeah. eventually gets worn down. Um, I've also seen the Sword of Cain end up in some really exotic hands. Like I mm -hmm. keep seeing Count Noctilus get it somehow, which is particularly yeah. amusing to me. <laughs> he goes uh, because of the new placement of the Galleon's Graveyard. Because have you noticed it's been moved up, right, compared yeah. to the Immortal Empires? Uh, he from what I've seen from almost, I think it's like 
30 40 campaigns more or less that i've started and looked around he always goes for like about 39 times so like 95 percent of the time he'll go straight to wolf one first yeah well i mean he starts like right next to kalidor so it makes sense yeah um, uh, I mean, it's good though. I mean, Cal it makes Ulthuan a very interesting battleground. Like, it's no longer just safe little peace land for the high elves to get all swole. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a volatile place. Like, for example, if you decide to play as uh, Nakari, uh, which I, I I've got a campaign going, you're so close to Bretonia that Bretonia also joins the fray against you. And if by some miracle Musulon, because Musulon sometimes beats the um, Bretonians. Because the stuff changing up to the vampires seems to have helped them a little bit, especially mm. with the new recruitment style. Uh, they they will also go and invade Ulfwan too, which I find quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's great. Like, I'm really excited to see. Uh, like overall, I've I've enjoyed the AI's like pathing and stuff. Um, I've had a I've had a ton of people coming into streams and being like, "Do you feel like the AI is like a lot easier than it used to be?" Which is like, it's like, dude, I haven't played Warhammer two in like months i don't have a point of reference <laughs> that's very good for this i do see some uh passiveness sometimes um so apparently legends kind of noticed it on legendary for the showcases i normally do hard hard so that way i can slow uh, slow down time and do uh stop uh completely pause time just to showcase like the new looks and stuff mm. uh they seem to be more aggressive on hard hard than they have been on legendary which is a weird thing that's what that's what I've been hearing. It hasn't really matched my personal experience. Yeah. Um, like, cause it, I've been playing, uh, I played hard for a little while. I switched up to legendary for a lot of more, more recent campaigns and like AI is pretty aggressive. Uh, like mm. we've gotten into some really nasty shit fights on legendary. Mm. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I almost feel like it's probably that the AI's like anti-player bias has been adjusted. And so because of that, maybe some people are feeling like, oh, the game, the AI is not as aggressive because, I mean, that was one of the major complaints about Warhammer 3 was people being like, the anti-player bias is like so frustrating. Yeah. Um, and now we're hearing the opposite. People are saying the AI is not uh, aggressive enough. See, I've done, uh, most of the campaigns were hard, hard. One, I accidentally put into Legendary because uh, I, was I was recording a video on it on legendary and then i forgot to turn it back down uh for the new campaign when it was hard hard usually around a few hours in it felt like this is a uh, this is total war campaign where everyone just started declaring on me and i had enemies on all sides mm. uh, whereas in legendary it felt like it was a bit more passive they didn't expand so much um it, i did not really have that much of a doorstop to deal with every now and then mm. Maybe they, and, they did run from me. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Is maybe on legendary, it's like, it's because I a lot of my like, like oh god moments in legendary have been very like fairly early in the campaign. Like yeah. I've been dealing with a lot of aggression early on, um, but maybe it's that like once you get going, the AI just doesn't get as aggressive anymore um, compared to like hard, where maybe it's more of like a consistent level because like in my legendary campaigns i'll traditionally have a faction that like in the first 10 to 20 turns just decides that it's gonna just slap me across the face as hard as it can and i have like it's been ugly <laughs> like i'm talking like 
like the AI building up multiple stacks and just like plowing through uh, vulnerable areas. Like I tried to take, um, I, I used my tech to fuse with Aquitaine when I was playing as Albrecht and the Fey Enchantress almost immediately declared war on me and just wiped me off the face of Bretonia because I just couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. Or like I played Grombrindol and the Skaven brought over like three full stacks all traveling together to start fighting my settlements and stuff. Like it was aggressive. It was very aggressive. Um, so I don't know, like uh, maybe, maybe it's just, there's like a certain point in legendary where if you get past that point, the AI backs off for some reason. Well, what I did notice is that um, you I'm not sure if this is intended or not. That's why, but your difficulties no longer change your unit values um so you know when you in warhammer 2 when you'd play a legendary mode they'd cost a bit more upkeep right mm. that that doesn't happen now uh so i'm not sure if that's intended or it's because they've been fiddling around with stuff uh, well, i i mean i wouldn't be hugely surprised if that was gone because that was a very unpopular um method of making the game harder yeah but this definitely makes the game easier though yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, I'm kind of, like, uh, one thing I love about the new UI is the amount of customizable options for mm -hmm. campaigns. Um, yeah. Like, I would really love to see, like, a maybe AI aggression slider um, mm -hmm. where, like, you can make the AI more or less aggressive um, yeah. towards you, the player, because it's like, hey, if you, want it, if you want it to be like, this is Total War and everybody's just trying to kick your ass, slap that shit up there. Um, or if you want the AI to like almost, you know, very heavily deal to their, tend to their own business, slide it down. And maybe if you play legendary, it has to be maxed out, you know, something yeah. like that. And we know those values exist, uh, cause that value, uh, with how the AI kind of works, we, we, we knew this from Warhammer 3 when Realm of Chaos released, uh, is, uh, called potential. So it would be nice if that had a slider, cause I'd love to just like max out everyone's potential and see how much insanity we can get from this. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Cause I'm one thing they seem to be finally kind of doing, which is really, really nice is adding in more in-game scenarios and like higher yeah. difficulties, um, mm. which like, uh, you know, we've kind of heard that they're going to be working more on the future though. I, you know, there's nothing really specific we can uh, get into on that, but mm. um, you know, with the new, the new uh, like in time scenario things, which are mm. very fun, very, very fun. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, I just, I would like to just see like the more they can allow people to customize their own experience. If you want to, the better, like I, it, it's fine that a lot of these settings are kind of automatically set up. So you don't have to go in there and deal with that crap if you don't want to. Um, yeah. but that's always kind of been one of the, I think the bigger demons for total war Warhammer is that too much of the game is like hidden from the player. Um, mm -hmm. like they just, they don't let people under the hood nearly as much as they should. Uh, yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't want us to end up like Stellaris where you open the game and you're like, oh my God, like there's like a billion text boxes and I have no idea what any of this does, but, oh, uh, yeah. you, but you uh, feel like you need a degree for it. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it could afford to be more sophisticated. Mm. I think it's obviously like the, the, the player base, like there's obviously new players and stuff, but a lot of players have been in, in Total War for what, like, uh, it's been 30 years since, uh, 35 years since that first thing. Or yeah, something well, like that, even like... like a lot of just, just the brand new Warhammer fan base, like, it's been yeah. like, it's been like, it's 
been a while <laughs> at this yeah, point seven years now yeah like we're be. getting we're, we're coming up on a decade so um you know that's that's a you know they're they're ready they're, yeah. they're ready <laughs> but uh no i mean so far the battles are proving to be fun uh and that's i'm, I'm having fun that's the main thing right yeah like well, i'm having fun yeah and i i will say that it it is it's it's very fun i think that's under i haven't heard anybody been able to say like oh no it's like total trash like there's hmm. something for everybody yeah I think but, a lot of people just want to play their favorite races again. That's the main thing. Because I, I did ask last stream, it's like, oh, so who are you guys thinking of playing first? And it was nice all, seeing a lot all of the old races. <laughs> yeah, loads of variety. It's like I saw, I saw Ghost, uh, I saw uh, Leon Leonka, uh, I saw Gorse, just Gorse, so many different. Gorse has become like such a thing in my community, but it's like yeah. it's fun though. He's got a good campaign. <laughs> He's got yeah. some really cool buffs. <laughs> people are. Uh, so you can stop attacking my hands. Uh, people are excited. I think that's a good thing. It's nice to see people chatting again. You know. What you didn't you didn't like how things were like three months ago? <laughs> no, no. Like uh, it, it it was just too much. Like it, it's it's okay to be negative, but it was just, it was just way too much anger, and it was just killing off the mood for me to to want to make videos. I don't think I, I one point I think I was just thinking, fuck it, man. I, I might just like take a break, you know? Yeah. Well, good times are rolling, which is really mm. nice. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean I don't um overall like things are looking great. The sea lanes mechanic is really interesting. Uh the AI cannot use it, which is the only like kind of unfortunate thing is that the AI never uses teleport mechanics. Uh yeah. But uh, I do actually really, really enjoy the sea lanes. I'm really glad they added those. Um, they're fun. I do. I would love at some point to get a north to south thing in like the realm of chaos. Um, mm. Like, you know, an idea that I kind of talked about on my stream is like, hey, I just want the realms of chaos from the base game in Immortal Empires um, as an optional place you can go to just to enjoy like those maps and uh, mm. get some good fights and stuff. But uh Thought of, yeah, you know, it, right now we can only see those maps in quest battles, really. Yeah, you can only see, you can only get, you have to play one of the new four characters and they each get a single battle in those realms. Yeah. But like, you don't get to enjoy the campaign map version, which is gorgeous. Um, you also don't really get to enjoy any of the regular maps, but it's like, it'd be fun if they added them as just like optional kind of like dungeons. Um, kind of have like an RPG mm -hmm. element uh, where like if you go to the South Pole or the North Pole, maybe you can like choose to teleport to the other one so you have a north to south route but there's also an option to go to one of the four realms of chaos and you know you can fight and get some a lot of money and some cool items or stuff that'd but, be good as long as they're always passively there because one issue uh which i've noticed oh yeah uh, no I, I think they should just stay turned on for like ever it's just like yeah. hey you can go here and fight because the turn off and turn off the turn on and turn off uh from realm of chaos is what kind of affected the performance of the game hmm yeah, no, I I would definitely want them to be like permanent rifts, and there's just like armies there that just roam around, like armies of demons and mortals that just run around fight anybody that comes in. And if you get there, maybe it's like, hey, if you get, like, we'll spawn you here, and if you get to the end of the realm, you get uh, you get a bunch of cool items and some yeah. money. Have fun. And if you want a power level Scarbrand, just fuck off down south if there was a portal and just <laughs> go to the realm yeah. of corn. <laughs> 
Please, as if he's not 15. as if he's not already power leveling, just smacking orcs and uh, he struggles. Kings. He struggles. He fucking struggles. <laughs> so, uh, Warzag, because obviously Warzag savage orcs all have magic attacks. Yeah, right? Warzag shuts them down really hard, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. I've seen it so many times where it's like, oh, what the Scarbrand's doing? Turn off the fog of war, and it's just like, oh boy, you're getting shafted. <laughs> yeah, I. I uh, it's lore accurate too. Like Wurzag is actually hilariously good at dealing with otherworldly threats. Uh, I, yeah. I, I love that about Wurzag. Um, with the whole like building all the uh, the Southern Sentinels or the, all the statues and all that stuff, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. But I, I love Savage Orcs. They're so funny. Um, they're mm. they're basically like a lot of people don't realize this, but like whenever these people come in, they're like, "Do y'all have 40k orcs in fantasy?" It's like, yes, they're Savage Orcs. <laughs> the Savage yeah, Orcs are the 40k orcs. <laughs> They're the orcs that are able to make things happen by believing in it hard enough. <laughs> I, I, I love savage orcs because it's just the ward save on the tabletop that you could get, you know, and it's kind of represented here with the physical. Lucky shrunken head, five plus ward. <laughs> yeah. On a so unit of like, 100 orcs. <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I, I, I just love savage orcs in general. I really hope that we get a big stabber in the future just for the meme. Dude, like a so, giant stick. Okay, I want to. Uh, uh, this is a, th a thing I've been talking with my chat a lot, and uh, I, I, I assume you'll agree, but I'll, I'll hear you out on it. Which is that after getting the Champions of Chaos DLC, I want that exact style, essentially, mm. where it's like, oh, we'll give you like four of the kind of like sub factions within a faction we already have. Get a lot of updates. Give me that crap for vampire counts. So we get the four bloodlines that are not von Karstein and they all like get a new character and a bunch of stuff. And then give me that crap for the green skins where mm. like, I don't necessarily need a new legendary Lord for all of them, but like flesh yeah. out all the units. Like give me, you know, you, you get your savage orcs, get a bunch of new toys. Your, your, your goblins get a bunch of new toys. Uh, mm. your, your, uh, black orcs get new toys. And then your, uh, I guess it could be night goblins and then forest goblins. So it's like we mm -hmm. get the missing night goblin units, we get the missing forest goblin units, we get the missing savage orc units, and we get the missing black orc units. Call yeah. it a day. It'd be great. Yeah, no, we, we did speak about this. Uh, we spoke about this on the last Lawbeards. And uh, yeah, like imagine that for vampires, imagine that for orcs. Uh, imagine that for empire with it instead of going yeah, for the subcultures empire, but great. going for the but instead of going for the uh, subcultures go for the churches oh well yeah i mean i count that as a subculture it's just a different kind of subculture but yeah um yeah that'd be sick yeah to come out and be like uh ulrich more uh, uh tall, tall um... and What's another big church? Uh, I mean, we we kind of already have okay Mermidia rep, um, and I would rather save her for more Southern Realm type stuff. So like yeah. maybe. Well, Tal and Ulrich are the big ones, and we're expecting Tal and Ulrichian units uh, for Old World because yeah. the two are like, the big gods. More, More's got a lot of junk. Uh, Manon. More, yeah. Manon, yeah. <laughs> All right, Manon. There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. There's I I am really excited about the potential of new DLC types. Um, yeah. As much as I love the Lord packs of Game One and Game Two, they got they are so lame compared to the Champions of Chaos DLC. <laughs> the Champions of Chaos well, DLC is like, oh, mm. so good. I, I love Lord packs. <clears throat> my my issue with Lord packs is they can be very one sided. 
Yeah, well, uh, that's that's you know that's been my constant preach against them is that name a Lord pack that was actually balanced. Um, there's one. I believe there. I genuinely believe there's one Lord pack that was actually even. Which one? The first one. <laughs> it was really boring. Uh, was that King of the Warlord? No, that was uh, Grim in the Grave. Fucking hell. It's been a while, hasn't it? Jeez. Um, no, I'd say the King of the Warlord was also good, but then again, it didn't have anything special. Warlord than the Paunch, actually, a lot of people saying in my chat here is quite balanced. I, I would disagree. Altharian's n is not as well developed as Grom. Um, and Altharian, like, he peters out really hard mid-game because all of mm. his functions just stop having an effect. Um, like, you could still imprison people to get some buffs, but that system tends to be very buggy. And, mm. like, his city, once it's built, you literally cannot use any of his mechanics for any more buffs. Grom, yeah. like, consistently is amazing and gets god-tier buffs his entire yeah. campaign. Um, Eltharian I mean, is significantly less good. Science and the Fury was good. The only problem is obviously uh, there was a little bit of an issue with the uh, with the uh, si Silence of the Fury uh, or uh, Silence in the Fury um, or Silence in the Fury really like it was all right. I, I thought the Lizardman side was kind of weak. Well, it had to be one sided for for the Beastmen. Yeah, but, like let's 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 actually say like obviously. Oxyodal is a really fucking fun campaign. Oh yeah, in general, he's right? he's he's great, but I don't think he's like nearly as fun as Tarix is. I have a lot of fun with Oxy. Like I he's have better a lot now. of fun. He's a lot better now. Yeah. Um, he is a lot better now. He's got a really good start position. Have you uh have you enjoyed those hard level demon armies that show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, it's so scary when they and you're just like, whoa my god. You you have the the PTSD that he had in the law, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, like no, I no, it it Oxyl is a lot better. I just I just don't think his units were nearly as good as Tarux's. Um, like the Quaddle is super buggy, and they also put a beak on it for some goddamn reason. Uh, Trog's pretty good. The Stalkers are all right. Um, but like you know, Tarux got some like really meaty stuff. Yeah. But to be fair, a lot of the development had to go to uh, had to go. Yeah, to which it, it needed to. Work. It needed to. Like it desperately needed. Yeah, it. like that. I totally agree. Uh, that one is like I don't think that one should have been balanced. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. that one needed to be weighted. Um, when but, a rework uh, comes into effect, it's fine if it's unbalanced. Uh, if especially the races needed it, like uh, uh, the the uh, the the. The Wood Elf one with the Skaven. But even then, that was actually quite one-sided. It's just like Throck got a lot more in terms of uniqueness. However, the Wood Elf rework, I imagine, took a lot of time to fix it up. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, but, I mean, in any event, like, I, I am looking forward to whatever the next Lord Pack is. I just hope they kind of keep it to be, like, relevant stuff. Like, you know, it'd be nice if it's like, hey, if we're going to do a Lord pack, let's make sure the rivalry actually makes sense. And let's make sure that both armies are like getting cool stuff and that it's not just one army. Like, I don't want another like profit in the warlock situation yeah. or um, or uh, I mean, that's just that's the best example that readily comes to my brain or like uh, Malice and Snitch. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, yeah, it's like like where they're just they're super wonky um 
or Nakai and Wolfheart. Like Nakai and Wolfheart was interesting, but the Empire side almost felt like they didn't really like they were like, ah, oh, we need to kind of get these units, but we're not really gonna put anything that's like a really big eye popper in here. Yeah. It's like ooh, I think war the wagons. Yeah, who the fuck fought war wagons would be like the uh, the oh uh, this is the big thing with the yeah Empire. it's like what's your what's your big unit uh, uh war wagon with mortars <laughs> it's like <"Ugh." laughs> all right I guess we're going back to fourth edition units that nobody used anyway yeah know? the unit that we literally replaced with the steam tank <laughs> <laughs> but you know all right I guess celestial hurricane no no all right no no no, no. <laughs> That's for something else. That's more uh, knights. Hopefully. No, no, no. Awesome knightly orders. No, but the war wagon. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's it's a weird thing. <laughs> more I mean, they, more they wizards. Cool. No. <laughs> I yeah, actually I thought we were gonna get some wizards. <clears throat> yeah, I I still fucking when they revealed that the generic lord was just another general, but he has a bow. <laughs> I was just like, oh come on, mm. the huntsman general. Really? Not the wizard lord? Not the grandmaster? Come on! <laughs> Everything that everyone else has been waiting for, but no, no, let's just go for that. Which is a no. weird thing. Mind you, it's nice to have a sniper lord, uh, but in most yeah. cases... Yeah, or no, like, my biggest complaint with it was that they gave us like, oh, we're going to give you like a shooty lord. And I was like, oh, so maybe we'll get like the engineer as the generic yeah. hero. So we get a shooty hero too. And then we just didn't get a hero. <laughs> it was like, boo! Boo from the from the stands. It's so weird because like, I I I think out of everything in the empire, I think the engineer for me is like the most anticipated thing because I just love to see the mechanical horse. I want the pigeon bomb. Give me the pigeon yeah, bomb. Yes. <laughs> but it best. has to. It, it can't be like a fucking, like it has to show the pigeon flying. And oh yeah. Shoot it. Well, like they they did a really good job with the uh, the doom rocket for the warlock yeah. engineers. So like. I, you know, I think they could, they could pull up, uh, dude, if they, if they actually got the pigeon bomb and it's like, they literally just throw out a pigeon and it just like erratically flies and blows up, that would be the best animation in the game. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Something so special. Yeah, for, any, for anyone not aware, the, the pigeon bomb was an upgradable item or it was, I think it was technically classified as a magic item, but it was an item you could yeah. take on an engineer hero and like it nothing magical about it it was literally that he would just take a pigeon and attach a bomb to it and he'd like trick like light the fuse and just like throw the pigeon and hope it went towards the enemy but it was super fucking random so like there was a really good chance you were gonna hit your own units but it was a hysterical like oh. um, ability people i saw people used it a lot despite the fact that it was not even remotely reliable yeah, I mean a lot of guns for for Warhammer tabletop were just like, just pray, just fucking yeah, yeah, pray, yeah, yeah. just just hope. Please God, don't roll the one. Yeah, but um, anyway, um, oh. but yeah, exciting times. Things are going great. Um, of course, everyone. By the time uh, as we're recording this live, uh, you all will have this game in your hands in two days. Yeah, two days. Which is two pretty days. exciting. I, d I don't know exactly what time they're going to release it. Uh, I think normally CA either does... Uh, it's actually just... It was posted uh, right before we went live. Oh. It is dropping, I can tell you right now. Come on. Ah, here we are. It is dropping at 3 p.m. BST... 
uh, uh, 4 p.m. CST, uh, CET, sorry, uh, and then 7 a.m. PST and 10 a.m. EST. Yep. So that'll be 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so that's great. Uh, it's a really good time of day to drop it. It's a little weird to drop it on a Tuesday, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> get it when you get it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, though it is worth noting that uh, Steam usually has weird hiccups when this kind of stuff goes live. Uh, so yeah. don't be surprised if that gets delayed a little bit. Yeah, like half um, an hour or so. Patches are super strange. Yeah, so don't don't be surprised if there's something a little wonky. But yeah. uh, in any event... I think that's going to be it for today, unless there was anything else you wanted to chat about. Let's do something, right. So we've been hitting it hard. What are you gonna do after launch? Are you gonna like take a break? Are you gonna have a little holiday? Oh God. Because a lot of people do ask me this stuff on stream because obviously we've been going full fucking ham, bro. Like yeah, we, was, we've not even been able to do lobby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've told you what I'm doing tomorrow. So. Uh, tomorrow I'm doing assuming it gets here today uh, tomorrow mm. I'm going to be doing a cosplay stream of Nakai so I'm going to dress mm. up as a big alligator man uh, yeah. and the goal is do you know what a subathon is? Uh, yeah yeah uh, those to keep the stream going right? yeah 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 so I'm going to do that and it, it'll cap out at 24 hours mm. so potentially and probably a 24 hour stream I don't know if I'll mentally make it that far but I'm going to try my damnedest um and then after that on the 23rd i am not going to work <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh the following week i'm not sure like i'm i'm having a blast with immortal empires and i felt like just i honestly feel like despite how much i've played it i've barely touched it because i haven't mm -hmm. like finished a campaign yet so i really yeah. want to like start finishing some campaigns of the ones i'm really enjoying like i'm gonna do nakai and then after nakai i'm i don't know who i'm gonna do next but i'll probably do archaon after that um because i had i've been having a blast with him but like i'm probably just gonna be playing some campaigns but i do want to get back to some other games i need to finish like the witcher 3 yeah. um so like i'm and i i really want to get back to writing scripts i have had literally yeah. zero time to work on scripts for like yeah. big lore videos because like mm -hmm. i've got like five in the works right now which i'm really excited for but yeah. i haven't had any time i literally i come on i stream for as long as i can and then i like spend some time with family maybe spend some time with friends i've been dealing a lot with uh, my dog chloe's health problems so like and then i sleep <laughs> that's literally yeah. all i've had time for i haven't even been eating like three times a day lately i've only been eating like twice or once a day uh, Dude, i forgot to eat like at one point for 24 hours <laughs> yeah so shit's shit's wild right now but like i definitely will not be doing like crazy streams it'll probably be yeah. more like two hours a day to four hours a day at most instead yeah. of like six seven eight nine plus yeah so i uh i myself i'm not releasing a video today because the video i have planned today i'm actually releasing on tuesday because i kind of doubled the scope and scale of it so it's taking a lot of time to make sure everything works i'm 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 gonna be shocked if your computer doesn't explode by the end of it but yeah <laughs> it's it's been surprising really well it's been surprising very well obviously you know what it is but I'm not yeah, telling yeah, yeah it'll be very cool yeah yeah uh so i'm really excited about that then uh so that's going to drop on the 23rd I'm taking a few days to relax, um, which, because I've not seen, I, I, I've basically been in contact with my family on WhatsApp. Uh, that's it. Like, I've not seen anyone. I've not seen 
Uh, I've I've barely left the house. Yeah, I know. I do. I haven't I haven't seen the sun in days. <laughs> yeah. Like today, I've gone out to buy cat litter and cat food and stuff, but that's pretty much it. Mm. Uh, but like, uh, so I'm taking a few days to myself. I'm gonna go on Friday. I'm going out for a few drinks with some buddies and like catching up over some steaks and stuff. Good. Uh, Remind people gonna... you're still alive. Good. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> at one point, I just did not look at my phone for like two days, and my uh, one of my best friend James uh poor bastard was like do i have to go down to your house and then he, he realized that uh it's like oh well i'll check on youtube see if he's still alive uh, <laughs> but like he got he got genuinely really really, really worried uh so i'm gonna take a few <laughs> days and then when i'm back i'm gonna lower my stream schedule i can't do every single day again because that's just like too brutal yeah well uh, i mean it starts turning into a full-time job at that point yeah so i i, I want to Lower it a bit. Still keep on streaming like three times a week. Uh, I did ask my community and they said three times is a bit healthy. Obviously, if anything new pops up, yeah, why not? But for this, like, I, I, I feel like I need a break. I need the sun. I need to go back to the gym. I need to see sunlight, man. I, I'm getting gym? Who's, really who's, pale. Who's gym? <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get back there because I've lost muscle mass because of this, man. <laughs> <laughs> my body's shriveling away. Um I, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, so maybe I'm thinking maybe next week, maybe you and I could look into live streaming a, uh, co-op or versus head to head campaign. And we yeah, can do that. That'd be really we could do that fun. every few days. They'll just yeah. be fun. I had a lot of people asking me for that. And I, I, t I kept telling them, I was like, look right now, our schedules are completely thrown off. Like we, we, uh, cause we do so <laughs> schedule. People What's that? that we, yeah. <laughs> Like we we've still been talking, we've still been DMing and stuff, but right now, like ev we have been so busy with fifty million things, and everyone's like, "Oh, you need a you need to do a co-op with Sotek, you need to co-op with Sotek." Because believe me, we want to do a co-op. It's just there's a lot of stuff do, that needs so, to be done. Yeah, do we want to do a co-op or head-to-head? -head? Either way works. I mean, it gives us reasons to do both eventually, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, we can flip a coin. Yeah, <laughs> side. Um, uh, it's like head-to-head. Head-to-head would definitely be faster. <laughs> but the but the the new multiplayer co-op um uh missions are actually not is actually much simpler and straightforward um like you still have your personal missions which is very very nice like you can still achieve like like single player victories um but they also just added like do something to 100 settlements and you're good uh yeah. which is actually not bad at all yeah it's, it's so, very it's very good for people that want to play casually which i really like yeah so obviously, uh, it gives us reason, and we do have to collab more. To be honest, it's just like our schedules are shit. The time zone difference is always a bit of a bastard, too. You know. Yeah, six hours is is rough. Yeah, but like we still make time, so you know. And uh, guys, I know that you've been missing little beards. It's not like you know, like we we still want to do this. It's just like the like when when an embargo no, we hate lore beards. Uh, <laughs> sucks. We get forced to do it every week now. <laughs> no, yeah, because I, I I got a lot of messages of why no lore beards during the embargo drops. It's like again. There's a lot of work to be done, but don't we worry? Like, we're yeah. still on the ball. Guys. Well, uh, still yeah, the ball. and you know, it's like, and like, you know, you had a, you had a, you know, a family, yeah. uh, you know, you had some family stuff. I had family stuff, like life. <laughs> and Sunday is like just kind of one of the only days we get anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we're doing this shit. So, <laughs> but uh, no, it is very fun. I'm really glad we do this uh, when we can. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm also looking forward to like having more time for tabletop shit. I have been really, Same. I have been really eager to finish some minis and to like start playing AOS again. 
Don't have I just don't have the fucking time right now. Don't have time yeah. at all. I have an army to finish this year because at the start of the year I put the vote out of uh what army people wanted me to finish in a whole year. And uh Voldemort, being the sneaky little bastard that he is, retweeted the tweet and made everyone vote for Beastmen. So I actually had to build, paint, and do a full Beastman army by the end of this year. Uh, so the embargoes kind of slowed that down. I've been finishing off some Bestigors recently from a little bit of time that I had whilst I waited for videos to render. But the army's almost done. I haven't showcased anything because I'm waiting for the literal last days of December. But it's going to be about 4,000 points of Beastmen, more or less. That's really good. It's just, Very I good. I hate painting Beastmen. I fucking hate Beastmen with a passion, man. <laughs> fucking hate Skin em. and fur. Skin and fur. <laughs> for so days. much skin and fun and fur. But I've done something cool. I'll let you guys know. Uh, I have painted up a uh, Gorgon as Ooh. the as the Regiment of Renown that we see for oh, the Taurus cool. campaign. Yeah, the uh, the um, oh god, what the hell Hornet is it? One, yeah. I, I can't remember what he's called. Uh, the Slaughter Brute. No, no, no. That, what the hell is he called? I think he's just called the the Gorgon of Corn, right, or something like that. No, no, no. Like he is a Gorgon of Corn, but no, he has a he has a name. I just can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, I love that he's a regiment renowned for the corn campaign. <laughs> yeah. That being said, where's our where's our corn or where's our corn corruption for Tarek CA? Come on! Oh, the blood brute yeah. behemoth. Thank you. That's what it was. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, I remember it like vaguely sounds like an AOS unit. Um, yeah, blood brute behemoth. That's what it is. Yeah, but, uh, he's the only one that looks really drastically different to the rest yeah, of the army because everyone else is like a traditional beastman, and then hmm. they've got this red boy. That's great. That's great. Yeah, man, I, I really hope we're going to get uh, Monogod Beastmen eventually. I but, hope um, so. They're, they're another faction that could use one of those Champion of Chaos type DLCs. Um, mm. Though theirs could be a lot smaller because we just need like one or two units per thing. <laughs> but, but in any event, uh, mm. I think we're good to call it if you are, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've gone I mean, for I'm... about two hours, so solid. Yeah. A good episode size, to be honest. Yeah, considering that, like, we're both exhausted and we also, like, didn't... Well, we will... We uh, The next time we do Lorebeards, it'll be much more of a normal episode with, like, Tale 2 Gamers and Who Would Win and all that other jazz. Uh, yeah, yeah the reason... I don't know. Do you want to, like, pump out a very fast Who Would Win? Uh, yeah, we can do. And, guys, sorry about the Lorebeards thing. It's, I've got a script uh, running in the background, which means that I can't, like, go on to my... Uh... Essentially, this is why we've been, like on just ourselves and rather than going onto loads of websites and stuff like that it's just everything will make sense on tuesday <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's fine uh chat give me a who would win i'm too lazy to look one up in the discord once you're doing that i'm gonna go get a drink very very quickly because i'm freaking ex like i am dehydrated it's what a shit man Michael Jackson versus Helmand Gorst. Mm, tempting. Malice versus Archeon. Gorst Nakai. Mazamundi Bellicor. Tedo Echo Moonclaw. Grimgor Gotrek. Natalia. Who the fuck is Natalia? Natalia? Uh, let's see. Egrim versus Village. Valkia versus Zhao Ming. Katarin versus Valkia. Ulrika versus Genevieve. No thanks. <laughs> Emric versus Miao Ying. Uh, I don't think we could talk about that. We're going to break TOS. 
Thankful versus Katarin. Obama versus Carl Franz. Tempting. Uh, <laughs> Meow Ying versus Katarin. Kugoth versus Rodigus. Um, oh, that's kind of an interesting one. Well, I, I feel like that one's kind of one-sided, but I also want to make this like fairly e a fairly easy one so we can like move on with our day. All right, so pick between these, Nathan. Your options are Dr. Festus versus Heinrich Kimmler. Uh, Gotrek Gurnison versus Scarbrand. Or... Lokir Fellhart versus Alberic de Bordelot. All kind of good. Um, Alfeda versus Bellicle. Uh, <laughs> uh, whose who's edge cuts the hardest? <laughs> how about uh, Festus and Heinrich? I think that might be quite interesting. All right. Let's knock it out real quick. Why don't you talk up Dr. Festus? Let's see. Yeah. Tell tell people who he is. What's he been up to? Right. So Festus the Leech Lord, a rather interesting character from the Wars of Chaos book, who is devoted to Nurgle, a former doctor who, in his desperation, reached out to pretty much anyone to give him some knowledge into how to fight back the, I can't remember the plague itself that was going around. Was that the Nash? Yeah, it was the Nashing Fever, which was pretty much destroying most of the empire. And the only person who did answer was Nurgle himself. The knowledge was given to him. However, in his, now he's completely mad and only wishes to spread plague. He's heavily mutated. He is not a demon prince. A lot of people keep getting that wrong for some reason. He is what we would be considering a demon king at this point, as he is very heavily blessed. And I think he does become a demon prince, or is attempting to become a demon prince. He almost times. makes it. He doesn't quite make almost, it. Almost. 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 But very durable characters, you can expect from a Nurgle character. Though on the tabletop, very shit stats. He only had toughness four. Um, Decent-ish wizard in the lore of uh, Nurgle, as you can expect. But he's got regeneration. He's got poison attacks. He's able to do a lot of damage in general. He's got access to a lot of potions, which, as you can expect, spreads plague. And Well, that's why you see it. So uh, that's why he takes this plague mechanic in Total War Warhammer 3. Um, really? I just keep looking at Toughness 4. I thought he had Toughness 6 on the tabletop. That's really weird. No, God, no. Yeah, no. He was, but, I mean, he was pretty cheap. Like, he wasn't that expensive. Yeah. Still, right? Like, you expect... You expect him to be a bit more durable than a plague monk, right? Yeah, but I mean, he does—he's got regen. I mean, that's that's <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, regen five up, and all all models in that unit actually have the same regen, which is pretty tasty. Yeah. So don't let my complaining there uh, ruin it for you guys. <laughs> but in general, very very fast, uh, very, very very slow. Sorry, not fast, slow. Slow character, very durable, able to do damage. A lot of people seem to think that Nurgle uh, characters aren't able to hit as well, but they can. And, you know, you just feel bad for him. I think this is why he's such a very popular character. Oh, I, I love... He's, like, one of the best representations of Nurgle. Because, like, yeah. he's... Like, it's despair. Like, it's a perfect, perfect representation of what makes Nurgle so good. Exactly. It's just, like... When, when the Chaos character falls in a sad way... 
it's more relatable for people, which is why I think Festus is so nice. Um, but uh, he doesn't really have access to that many special weapons, does he? He doesn't have access to it. No, he really just kind of has his uh, pestilential potions. He doesn't even, he yeah. doesn't even carry a weapon, really. Like, I think he's got, like, his doctor's meat cleaver or whatever the hell it was, or his bone saw. But other yeah. than that, he doesn't actually carry a weapon. Yeah, and even then, it just further adds to his regeneration in most cases. It's rather interesting. He is very tanky. He can heal a lot. Is, but, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've got that uh, shown off in Warhammer 3A2. But mm -hmm. he's a very, very cool character. Yep. And then obviously, uh, yeah, like, we would have loved to see how he would have been. Well, he was empowered in the end times, but. Yeah, well, we're not, not going to use that version. Um, yeah. <laughs> that version is a little more, a little more boosted. But, uh, uh, and then in the opposite corner, we've got the one and only Heinrich Kimmler. So one of the more, probably the most powerful uh, living necromancers that are still alive. Um, uh, he's up there. Uh, he's definitely more powerful than Dieter Hellschnitt, though Dieter Hellschnitt does, of course, have a manticore to rely on. But uh, Kimmler, uh, much like Hellschnitt, is a very interesting character in that he combines uh, a lot of the powers of necromancy with the powers of chaos. Because Kimmler and Hellschnitt both actually come from a day when the two of those used to be very similar powers. Uh, if you go back to an older editions, Chaos and um, Undeath used to be much more intermixed. But uh, in any event, uh, Heinrich Kimmler uh, is a very, very powerful necromancer. Uh, he's one of the most uh, studied that is still alive, and he is hundreds of years old. Uh, he knows a lot of different spells. He's a very, very powerful wizard, and he's got a pretty nice assortment of magic items. He, of course, has the Chaos Tomb Blade. Uh, which is a blade that he stole uh, apparently from Krell's tomb, supposedly. And uh, it actually gives him some pretty nice powers. Uh, generally speaking, it's not going to help him a ton in this duel, but it basically allows him that whenever he strikes somebody down, uh, he's able to either immediately re reanimate their corpse or to steal the life force for himself. Um, he also has the Skull Staff, which the Skull Staff is a very convenient item. It's, actual, it's also like super creepy. Um, but it's this, it's like a little bird looking skull on top of this creepy staff with bat wings, but it actually talks to him. Uh, the skull staff actually chatters. It like, uh, moves up and down and makes this really obnoxious noise, but it speaks and it warns Kimmler about other people casting spells in his vicinity. So it's basically constantly like warning him about, um, impending threats and it allows him to get the jump on people. Uh, because they think they're casting a spell and will be able to surprise him with it, but the Skull Staff is actually telling him what's happening and how to stop it. Uh, so he's actually a surprisingly competent magical duelist. And then last, but certainly not least, he has the Cloak of Mist and Shadows, uh, which allows him to turn himself into Mist and Shadows uh, uh, every once in a while, which makes him uh, functionally into a ghost. He's able to move very, very quickly, uh, becoming mist on the wind, so he's practically impossible to hit uh, unless you're blasting him with something heavily magical and he can uh, spear it from place to place very quickly, which is great for repositioning. Uh, for the sake of who would wins, we're not going to allow him to bring Krell into the party, but he does have the ability to summon corpses using his raised dead spell if he would like. Uh, so he can get a couple of minions on the battlefield quickly if he needs to, but uh, that is the matchup. So we've got Dr. Festus, versus Heinrich Kimmler. Nathan, what are your thoughts? Well, first up, uh, is he going to fly or is he going to be ethereal? Because the uh, you had to choose. Uh, I would say for the sake of this battle, we're going to go with ethereal because him flying is more of a, like, annoying thing to deal with. 
It was a really weird rule. I mean, I get it, but like, it was I always mean, better as a field. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it was it was all right. Like flying is really nice if you have to reposition very very suddenly. Like, you know, hypothetically, I guess if like he was in a shit moment with Festus, he could try using it to fly away. But yeah. uh, generally speaking, I think Ethereal does better for him. Yeah. So it's going to be quite tough. I mean, the law of Nuggle is actually pretty decent uh, in general. The law of vampires mm -hmm. is pretty good too. So you've got a pretty even matchup in general with the spells. Uh, and really, the only way he'll be able to, the only way that Festus will be able to damage Kamala is through magic in, in that case. But he doesn't have magical attacks, does he? Uh, I don't think so. He has yeah. poison attacks, though. I mean, if he can act, if he can get a hold of Kimler, he can definitely like hurt him and slow him down. Yeah. Uh, his Kimler... his pest do his pestilent potions count as a magical attack? Uh, I'm checking the book right. Because it, it is a very interesting matchup if you look at it that way, isn't it? Yeah. Because if those potions would allow him to hit Kimler despite the cloak of mist and shadows, that would be a game changer. No armor saves allowed. Uh, I don't think it counts as magical. Interesting. You'd think the potions would count as magical, wouldn't you? Uh, let me see. He's I mean, are they are choice. they a, they're a magical item though, aren't they? Or are they just a special rule? Special rule, no magical item. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Hmm. I was gonna say no, no, magic item, magic item, yeah. Ah, yeah. If they're a magic item, then they deal magic damage. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. Like I, I think if it's a, if it's listed as a magic item, it has to deal magic damage. Poison attacks in general uh, are counted as magical attacks, aren't they? No, not in no. not in not in seventh or eighth at least. Hmm. Um, it's gonna be very very close. I think obviously, uh, Kamala being able to summon in some monsters should be well, uh, there to be his zombies. benefit. <laughs> zombies and skeletons, nothing too big. Did he not have creatures of the night? Not in modern stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he calls a terror guys to him in one of the stories, but I'm I'm not going to... I don't think for the sake of a who would win, he should have the ability to summon a big FU monster. Yeah, unless unless just... that's an explicit ability of his, but I don't believe that was the case in more modern stuff. No, I, no, he, he can't. Uh... So yeah, just zombies and skeletons. Yeah, he'd have to he'd have to have the lore of undeath to bring anything bigger. Yeah. The zombies could definitely pog down uh Festus, but I think Festus would be able to do a lot of damage and start slapping his way through there. The only thing is there's certain spells within the lore of vampires which can make zombies extremely terrifying. True, so... but Festus is like the god of healing. Yeah. Like like any damage those guys are gonna do to him, he could shake off, I think, hilariously easy. It's, uh, I don't know. It's actually really, 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 really tough. Don't forget to, to run a, don't forget to run a poll for your chat. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. It's just, I forgot to do it because you know me. Yeah. But uh, some of the things that I'm kind of thinking is like, so Festus, Festus does not have very good gap closing. Uh, he would yeah. definitely, I think, struggle to catch Kimmler who could, even if the skeletons or zombies are not doing anything damage wise, they are going to be good for slowing Festus down. So honestly, I think it kind of comes down to what spells they're going to throw at each other. Um, yeah. Where it's like with Kimmler, you've got um, Gaze of Nagash. You've got, um, uh, oh God, what's the dust spell that's like super nasty? Um, 
My brain's telling me Hand of Dust, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> um, no, Hand of Dust was a uh, thing. Uh, right, so we got Raised Dead, uh, Dance Macabre, Hellish Vigor, Gaze of Nagash, Curse of Years. Curse of Years, that's what I was thinking of. And Wind of Death, which would probably be very useless here. It's just also got access to uh, Invocation in the Hack. That's the thing. He could raise dead and then just keep going Invocation, 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 Invocation. You could essentially bog down Festus to the point that he just can't move. True. And then just focus on using like Curse of Years to just wear him down. Hmm. A Curse of Years, even against Festus, it would be pretty okay. Um, like it's, it's, you know, it literally just ages you super fast and slowly turns you to dust. Yeah. Regenerating from that is not the easiest, but you know, maybe maybe Festus's potions would allow him to kind of counteract those effects. Yeah, I'm just getting the Lord of Nurgle up and running here. Because there's so many options, that's the thing. Yeah. It uh, is also worth it is also worth noting that Kimmler is a he's a bit of a better wizard than Festus is. Not a massive amount better, but he's noticeably better. Yeah. Um and Kimmler does have the skull staff, which is designed to counter enemy spells. So yeah. he, he is a, he is a fair bit better equipped for a magic duel. I think this is the thing because if he lands a rancid visitations, he could do a lot of damage to Kemba. Hmm. Because that spell is yeah, rancid visitations is brutal <laughs> if yeah. you get slapped with it. Because it's uh, jeez, like it's 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 much stronger in tabletop than it is in Total War, that's for sure. Hmm. Um, you could essentially just one-shot characters if they had low toughness. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with, with Heinrich. I think Heinrich, he can be able to summon in, because I've seen good Necromancer plays on tabletop, you know, where you just summon in some guys and then go with constant invocation, 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 and just keep your enemy bogged down. I think it's a good way to keep wearing down the foe, whereas, you know, poison attacks would be relatively, like, it'd still do damage against zombies, but not really, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so like, he could, probably, he could kill him, but he's not going to be killing him super quickly. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's something that would be done there. I don't and know. Normally, I always pick the contrarian op opinion, but on this particular occasion, I do agree. I actually think Dr. Festus is a, a good bit out of his depth against yeah. Heinrich Kimmler. I think if it was Festus empowered from the end times, that would probably be a more fair fight. Um, but like Kimmler, like on just flat out being a better wizard already puts Festus in a really bad spot, but then he also has the skull staff which is just going to make any spell Festus throws at him virtually pointless. Um, and if Festus doesn't have a spell, like it's, if, if Festus can't hit him with magic, there's he's got nothing. Like the Cloak of Mist and Shadows has just totally decided that fight. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, Festus, he just doesn't have any kind of magic. Like the, on the only way I could see him killing Kimmler is if he managed to get close enough that he could grab Kimmler and hit him with one of his potions, that would in, that would near instantly wipe out Kimmler. Because uh, his potions are nasty. But I don't think he'd ever get that close to Kimmler. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's a really interesting matchup. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But it's also very, very, very different. Just just for uh, shits and giggles, I, I'm going to get out Festus in power just because I'm curious how much stronger he got. Yeah, yeah. That would actually be a good... I think maybe Empowered he can take on Heinrich. Maybe. Because then he'd have access to uh, summon Infernal Legions, which would yeah, then he, make yeah, him a lot he, fucking stronger. He could, summon, uh, he could summon demons. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you were thinking of Festus when you were reading your stuff yeah so he literally turns the environment around him starts turning it into the garden of nurgle so he makes like the land around him more dangerous and alive uh he also is poisonous he has healings uh he also has the ability to uh he's also just way tougher yeah so this is the Weapon skill five, toughness five, three wounds five, initiative version. See, that's what would be better. Toughness five on vanilla would have been fucking great. Mind you, yes, he was a hero, but like, uh, it does help. Yeah, right? and he's, it does make yeah, sense. Like here, he's even, he's even a notably stronger wizard in this version too. So mm. he's a uh, yeah. So here he's a lord version. So this would have mm. put him on par with Kimler. Yeah. Um, cause this would make, makes him a level three wizard instead of level two. So he's yeah. a much better caster. He gets, you know, he's notably like zombies and skeletons would not stand a chance against him and he'd be able to summon in his own demons to help out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, most of my chat, though it actually was pretty well split, like a good, a good, like, uh, I think good 32 ish percent went with Festus. But yeah, if it was Festus empowered, I think I personally would still give it to Kimmler, but it would be it would be very close. I got uh 76% for Kimmler. It kind of makes sense cuz like yeah, if he was empowered, yeah, yeah, it'd definitely be a lot closer cuz um the way if people didn't play the end times which uh you, you the rules were very favorable to Chaos Factions and even Skaven cuz it's That's some point that's in, an understatement. <laughs> yeah, like even even in the last book, the Skaven Gracie has got access to summon the Infernal Legions. You could summon not just basic bitch demons, like you could keep making it stronger and summon in some big boys. Well, yeah, and plus like all of Chaos was a single faction. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, beastmen, demons, Skaven, warriors, all the same race as far as they were concerned. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was nuts. <laughs> absolutely fucking insane absolutely fucking insane but yeah i think we're we are uh now done it's been a really good episode hasn't it yeah so uh thanks everyone so much for joining us we hope you had a good time Uh, i'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here and then we'll like do all our little things but thanks so much for watching guys we'll see you next time Bye bye